Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. This episode, um, or segment, whatever you want to call it, is going to be called The Whole Point of Sanctification. Now, this is something that I think a lot of Christians are not understanding. That if you are not changing from the old person to the new, you're not walking with Jesus. You're not baptised in the Spirit. Because I can guarantee you this, when you're baptised in the Spirit, you change straight away. One of the key things when I first got saved, one of the key things I noticed was all my swearing and filthy language stopped. It was something that I wanted to stop for years before that. I couldn't stand it. And this is going to tie into, you know, when I say to people, how do they become saved? The first thing that happens is that you, in your heart, that you want to change. You want to stop swearing, cursing, fornicating, lying. The list goes on. You want to stop being what they are in the world and be of God. So God sees that. John 6, 4, 4. Jesus said, no one comes to me unless the Father sends them first. So the Father sees that in your heart, sends you to the Son. He will come through either a pastor or an evangelist, a man of God, right, and speak to you. And this is where the process starts. So you can receive the Spirit and He guides you to a point where, when obviously when you're interested and you want to repent, you've got, you receive the Spirit, you repent of your sin, you acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior and so on. And then when you're baptized in water, now this is something that a lot of Christians don't accept, especially the um, Salvation Army. They say you don't have to be born again of spirit and water, even though Jesus is telling you it must be done in John 3, 3, John 3, 4, and John 3, 5, right? This is the one of the biggest parts of my ministry that I have to proclaim, and I know that in the spirit, because people don't accept it. They take Acts 2, right? Acts 2 and Acts 3, they take it completely out of context. That's chapter between Acts 2 and Acts 3, Acts 2, right? They take that situation completely out of context, what happened to Peter's ministry. That all the people around him, Gentile and Jew, were baptised in the Spirit and spoke in tongues. Do you know why that was happening? If you read the situation, it was unique to Peter's ministry. It was not to be taken out of context. You know, it's like when you look at the book of Acts, it's a combination of all four epistles in one and more right, of Jesus' ministry. So if you get one of these books out there called the chrono chronological books, and they put everything in, in, um, in order by date, you'll probably find the book of Acts halfway between the apostles. So what Jesus says in the end book, John, right, is priority. What he says in John 3, 5, you must be born again of all and spirit to enter the kingdom of God, stands. If you don't think it stands, you're not saved. You are not baptized in the spirit. So I'm going to give an example. There's a woman here called, I'm not going to mention her name. I don't mention people's names, even though I want to, I, don't, I can't. So, she claims to be a Christian, and from the onset of knowing her now nearly under a year, everything that she says and does is non-Christian, right? She doesn't have the spirit inside her, and the other day she proved it. And I did it on a podcast on here um, about having faith. And if you look at the second, I think it's the second year, the second or third um, episode I did, um, which, oh sorry, segment, when you look at that, listen to that, that's the example I give of what I witnessed with her. So... She doesn't have any faith in Jesus. And that's clear. You can see it from her life. No faith at all. And she actually said to me that she doesn't want to go home yet. She wants to stay here and live her life. So the whole point of sanctification is that God takes you from this wicked individual that you are. You've physically and verbally given your life to God. Hence John 3, 5. 
that you are physically taking yourself to water to surrender your body to the Lord for his glory from that point on. And it also represents death of the old self. So there's the biggest giveaway of all, death to the old self. So the old you is dead. Now she wants to hold on to that, this woman, right? And she doesn't want to give all to God. She wants to just live her life, then come home when she's ready. She's not walking with God. She's not baptized. That's the end of it. If she died now, she'll be in hell, right? What came to me was that scripture um, where God says, if you're lukewarm, he'll vomit you out. So I'll get the scripture now. Bear with me. So Revelation 3, verse 16. Jesus is saying, if you're lukewarm, I'm going to vomit you out. If you're hot, if you're cold, I can work with you, right? So the cold person is someone who doesn't know the Lord or someone who is boiling hot on fire is someone who's definitely walking with the Lord and he works with both. But if you're lukewarm, sitting on the fence, he vomits you out. He's not interested. A friend of mine gave me a good analogy once. He said, Steve, do you like warm tea? I said, no, nah, it's disgusting. Ugh, disgusting. And in, in the UK, we drink, you know, tea. Um, it's been around us for over a thousand years. So when you have nice hot tea with full fat milk, oh, it's delicious. Drinking it cold, mm, I suppose you can handle it. But warm is disgusting. It makes me feel sick. And my friend Dave said, exactly. Right? How do you think the Lord feels with Christians that are lukewarm? He spits them out. So she's, she's lukewarm. She's got no interest in actually giving her life to the Lord. Right, so therefore, how can she be sanctified? <clears throat> how can she be walking with the Lord? How can she be changed in the spirit? It's a relationship, it doesn't happen automatic. For you Calvinists out there, you seem to think that this is automatic. No, it's not. It's a relationship. You see that in John John 15. Read John 15 and study John 15. It's clearly indicating Jesus is saying you have a will, you have your own will, and you want to walk with the Lord. And if you don't walk after him, free will, right, you are not going to be changed. The Father's going to cut you off and guess where he throws you? Into the fire. Hmm, I wonder what that represents. You know, people are so deceived, but what they'll do is they'll use John 10 and John 14, that no one can take you out of the hands of the Lord in John 14. Well, no one can, can take you out of the hands of the Lord, but it doesn't say the Lord can't vomit you out from Revelation 3.16, or you can walk away. John 15. You know, this is the problem with people. They don't use, they don't take scripture into context. So you have to walk with the Lord, right? And if you're not being changed and sanctified from the old, disgusting, filthy self, which, by the way, she is part of, there's a lot of things that she does in the spirit, I see, and a lot of things that she does in the flesh that is an abomination to God. This person, she is heading to hell. That's why the Lord has reached, got me to reach out to her. The other day was just amazing. If you could see what happened, she was heavily convicted. You could see it. She just didn't, couldn't stand there. Now, if that, if that makes the penny drop and she repents, that's the whole idea. But if she doesn't, she'll go to the lake of fire. No one is, everyone's going to be without excuse on judgment day. No one can say they haven't been warned in one way or the other. So, <clears throat> and for someone like that who has no faith, right, and to say that she doesn't want to go home yet, the desire of every Christian in your heart should be you want to be with your Lord in eternity right now. That's your number one desire. Because I tell you this, if it isn't, you ain't walking with the Lord. I can guarantee you're not baptized because if you are baptized in the spirit, everything of the spirit you want, you don't want anything in this world. I was just sitting here just now thinking, do you know what? I'm so sick of this world. I'm tired of waking up. 
because I'm tired of facing the rubbish every single day that you've got to face. I look at my country, the UK, and it has declined massively in every single area of our society. Where do I start? The legal system, the health system. I mean, there's no politics in the Bible anyway. That's all made up from the Greeks. But we've got a political system over here. And you look at them on TV. Yesterday, I was watching that the UK government now, what they're going to do through Pretty Patel, which just makes me laugh, right? Um, that all the homosexual um, acts in the, in, in the past that were criminalised, like in the British Army, if you were caught as a homosexual, you'd literally be kicked out of the army, right? In, back in the 60s and 70s, you'd be put in prison, right? It was against the law. Why? Because we were a Christian nation, because it's against God, right? It's not right. So therefore, now she's going to make a pardon for all these people in the past, right? And you're thinking, what? What are you talking about? And then there's another woman I've read about in Scotland, right? She wants to get a pardon for all the witches that were burned at the stake, right, for the last 300 years. And I just want to say to this person, they're dead. What is wrong with you? It's like Jesus, what he said, let the blind lead the blind. Let the dead bury the dead. And what he was saying was about the dead burying the dead. These people are dead, man. Just let them get on with it. They don't even see what the kingdom is about. So... If you're walking, so you say you're walking with the Lord, and you just enjoy this world, you don't care about what's going on, you're getting on with it, you've taken your vaccine, I've got news for you, you're not born again, you're not baptised in the Spirit, you're what you call a religious Christian, you're one of these people that wears the tag and the t-shirt, yeah, yeah, I love Jesus, yeah, yeah, I love Jesus. When I met this person the other day that was like that, the, Lord, the word came to me in the Spirit, imposter. Because in the British military or in the military in America, wherever in the military in the world, you have people called Walter Mitties. They run around saying they're in the military when they're not. And this is what came to me for these people. They run around saying we're Christians, but they're not. They're imposters. And these people are going to face the wrath of God. You, 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 just, you would not wish to be even be even born. That's how bad it is. You're running around using God's name, Jesus' name, a holy, beautiful name above all names, and you're treading it in the ground with your sin. So I'm telling you now, if you are so-called walking with the Lord and you want to stay here and live your life on this earth and enjoy your life on this earth and then go home, even though the whole Bible says you are to give up your life to the Lord, which is John 3, 5, massive big giveaway, right? And you are not doing that. You're not with the Lord, I'm afraid. Because trust me, 100%, if you're baptized in the spirit like I am, through the visions and dreams I've had in my life, you will want nothing to do with this world. It's like when I did a podcast about Christmas. Christmas is absolutely wicked. Pagan and wicked. And there's a podcast I did on here about this. If you listen to it, there's a guy called David Pawson does. He's better at um, um, explaining it. He's a fantastic Bible teacher. He's a, like a uh, historian as well, theologian level. Um, and the way he explained it from the start to the end of the history, the truth, the biblical um, tr tr truths are behind it, the history, everything, just listen to him. You're going to love it because he's got one of them teaching voices you just want to listen to. My job as an evangelist is to point you to the way. And that video there from David Paulson, the three parts to it, right? The truth about Christmas. At the end, he says, you're going to have to face, you have to face a decision. Are you going to walk away from it? Or are you going to be like the rest of the compromising scumbag Christians out there that bring all the filth of the world into our Lord and say, we love him. I mean, it's disgraceful. I am very honest. I am very direct because I am who I am. The Lord made me before I was even born. Because I was predestined, I am his. That's it. He's gave me this character to be direct to all of you, and I always will be. Also, that's a part of the military part of me coming out. 
that I will just say it straight. I've got. I don't not care who I come against. I was reading the other day about the Archbishop of Canterbury, and he was basically using the Ten Commandments out of complete context about love thy neighbour. So we should all submit and take the vaccine. That's funny because if I was him seeing face to face in the Archbishop with the royal family, whatever, I say I'll tell you what the Lord told me. Right. In my dream, I heard this voice say to me, those who belong to me will not take the vaccine, right? Because Satan would say, those who belong to me will take the vaccine and submit to the tyranny system that this country is becoming. They forgot about Jesus' first commandment, though, didn't they? Love me with all your heart, soul and might first. Hmm, interesting. Have they actually seek the Lord for his guidance? No, they just thought, hmm, I'll just take it on board. Disgraceful. Absolute, complete betrayal, as far as I'm concerned. So that's the bottom line, guys, in regards to sanctification. The whole point of it is to be changed, right, from the old wicked self, the person who used to live in sin, fornicate, commit adultery, blaspheme, curse, lie, all these things. This person, right, this person, this person needs to be changed, right? That's the whole point of sanctification, and if you're not changing, then there's a problem. So before I wrap up, I just want to leave it here that to clarify something why I started this whole um, um, segment, they call it. Sanctification is all about changing, walking with the Spirit, walking with the Lord and changing in a relationship with the Lord. If you're not changing, you're not going to go to heaven. Right? That's the whole point of Jesus saying in John 3, 5, you must be born again of water and spirit. If you're not born again of water, the spirit of God cannot enter you because you are filth, you are disgraceful. The water baptism, Jesus himself led by example and did it at the beginning of his ministry. This is the biggest giveaway of all. And if you people don't like that, well, I won't be seeing you in heaven. You will be go to the lake of fire. Finished. So I strongly urge all of you, to do what Jesus tells you to do. Listen to his commandments. He has loads of conditions that need to be met. And if you don't meet them, you do not belong in the family of Christ. You are not righteous in the family of Christ. And you will never be before the Father. You are a child of Satan. So please, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, over this message. Lord, please, Father, pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that people reach out to you. They listen to you in your word. They listen to you and what you say, Father. Pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that people understand what you said, that we must be changed in sanctification, Lord, as Paul mentions in the New Testament as well, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name, Father, please, Father, reach out to these people and touch their hearts. They must be changed in you. They must listen to you. They must understand you, Lord. I pray, Father, for peace and understanding. I pray that, Lord, you talk to their hearts. Lord, I want to see every person in heaven, Father, with you. That's my heart, Lord. But you have conditions that need to be met in true repentance, not works. Even though works in the faith are rewards in heaven, it's not a substitute for repentance. So I pray, Father, and please, that you encourage people, they must be born again of water. And when they're baptized in that water, Lord, then as they come up, Lord, the Spirit of God can enter them and baptize them and this is where sanctification begins but they must walk with you through prayer through fasting through reading the word i pray in jesus name father amen god bless you all
Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. Something I want to add to this uh, episode on this podcast about sanctification this morning. Something else I want to add about fearing God. Now, those who are baptized in the Spirit, John 3, 5, and who are actually God's, right? You will have the fear of God naturally upon you. So you will know not to add and subtract from God's word. So this woman I mentioned in my podcast earlier on this morning, the first segment, um, this woman the other day, she was, she's before, before when I spoke to her months ago and weeks ago, she was adding and subtracting from God's word. And in Revelations 22, verse 18 and 19, God makes it very clear about those who add and those who subtract. And read it, because it's, st- it's stern warnings about those who do that. Now, if you have the fear of God upon you, and what does that mean? Hiding and hiding with the fear of the Lord. No, 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 no. What it means is that you are fully aware who God is. I mean, it says in the New Testament, don't be, Jesus said, don't be afraid of he that can destroy flesh, but be afraid of he that can destroy flesh and spirit. Right. So in other words, don't be afraid of people in the street persecuting you and beating you up and laughing at you and mocking you or even executing you. Because guess what? Your body goes back to the ground anyway until Jesus returns. And your spirit, as on that, on that, on, at that point of leaving the body, your spirit goes back to heaven to be in heaven with the Father. Right. Because you're sanctified by the blood. But if you're not sanctified by the blood and born again of spirit and water, you cannot happen. That cannot happen. You just go to hell to be held. And then you go to the white, great, fire, great white throne judgment at some point, and then you'll be in a lake of fire. So if you don't have the fear of God inside you, you're not going to understand scripture. You're not going to understand how holy God is. And God is holy, right? He's awesome. And he sent his son to die on the cross. We are not to run around parading that to everybody doing as we please. Because like I said, if you are born again of water and spirit, and I mean born again, a new spirit inside you, being changed in sanctification. That's the whole point of John 3, 5. And Jesus led by example, you know, if you're not being changed, you're going to be the same person you were 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago, right? Same attitude, same thought, same swearing, same cursing, everything. You can be as religious as you want, but religious people that haven't got the spirit in them will not be going to heaven. Very simple stuff. You know, I don't really understand how people can get this confused. If sanctification is only done by the Spirit and you are willing to work with the Spirit, you want to change. It's called free will. The Bible is full of that from John all the way, sorry, from Matthew all the way through the Revelation. Clear indications that you have a free will. For example, the five, two and one talent servant. So the five went out and made more. Number two went out and made more. What happened to number one? He got given a talent. He decided to bury his talent and not do anything with it. So he chose to do that. Jesus didn't make him choose it. But a Calvinist would say, oh, but Jesus is in charge of everything. He made him do that. No, he didn't because you have a free will. This free will was given to us in the beginning with Adam and Eve. That's why man has chosen to turn away from God and do it his way and not God's way. And that's why we're in famine. That's what, sorry, that's why we have wars. That's why we have um, corruption. That's why we have... Uh, famine and women being raped and children molested because people choose to do it and walk with satan satan tempts you and you choose to do it but if you don't want to do it and you want to turn to god hence free will hence repentance 1 john 1 9 if we're willing to repent jeez god is willing to forgive us sounds like free will there doesn't it if you're willing to repent god Jesus is willing to forgive, correct? So 
Calvinists, you are severely deceived. You believe in a lot of stuff that I believe in, but that's already in the Bible anyway. The bottom line is this. God does not force your will. He does not make you do anything. You can take scripture out all you want. I said to this person once who's a Calvinist, okay, so you're telling me God is in charge of the guy at the end of the road raping children, the paedophile, right? And they went, what? I said, so you're telling me that God is in charge of everything and everyone, that everything is predestined, he's he got us like puppets, so then he is in charge of the paedophile raping kids. No, 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 no. Well, you just said that. That's basically what you just said. The guy's in charge of the paedophile. He's in charge of the mass murderers. He's in charge of wars. He's in charge of everything. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Well, it is what you're saying, right? And when you turn it on them, they don't like it. Just like the Catholics, when you turn scripture on them, that you don't bow down to Mary. Mary's not the mother of the holy living God. She's a mother of Jesus in the flesh. Because in the book of Luke, Luke 1, 45 to 46, I believe, Mary herself said, I need a saviour. So if she was holy and the mother of God, why would she say I need a saviour? You see, and when you when you when you actually read scripture and you actually understand scripture, right, and you actually turn this against so-called religious people, they don't like it. They'll attack you. They'll come after you. And that's what Satan does. He uses them because they belong to him. But if you belong to the Most High, you're righteous, pal. You're walking with the Lord. Nothing can harm you. So I strongly urge all of you to read the scripture properly. Open your heart to God, submit to him, because if you don't fear him, you're not going to understand scripture. If you don't fear who he is, for example, sometimes I sit there and say, I've just preached about something and I've warned this person about what happens when they go to hell. I'm sitting there in the bath or I'm sitting there in my house, whatever. Right. And I'm like, Father, you know, I don't like talking about that. Am I right in saying? And the amount of times the spirit said, yeah, you are right in saying, Steve, because you're preaching what I said. This is what Paul, Matthew, Mark, all of them apostles did. They preached the truth of God. Jesus warned more about hell than anything in the New Testament in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Because it's one of the biggest topics. Very serious stuff. He came. I mean, Jesus did not come to bring peace. He came to bring a sword. That's in Matthew 10. Matthew 10 verses 34. Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Swords chop people in half. Swords split families in half. He didn't come to run around with roses around his head. People make out in this modern world today that Jesus came kissing everybody, running around, hugging everyone, and no matter what you do, you're going to go to heaven. Where does it say that in Scripture? Because that's not the Jesus of Nazareth. That's not the Jesus who died on the cross. So guys, I really strongly urge you to read your Scripture and understand that God is a God of love and compassion, but he's also a God of wrath. Right, And he makes it very clear in Revelation what will happen to lies in Revelations 21 to 22. Right, he makes it very clear what happens to liars, thieves, they have no place in the kingdom. And he's actually talking to Christians here. He's saying to you, if you live in these things, you're not going to get in. That's the end of it. You have no part in me. And you wish you were never born. Stern warnings that you need to pay attention to. Very serious stuff. So the fear of God is not about hiding under a table and living in fear. No, it's about that reverence of respect, like Moses had. Every time Moses prayed, he was on his knees or flat on his face. That's called respect. You understand who your father is. You can have that relationship on joking. Like sometimes when I meet with brothers, I joke with my brothers and say, I can imagine me and the father walking down the beach together, laughing and joking. That's the relationship the father wanted with Adam in the beginning. That's the relationship we're going to have. But he's your father. You give him respect. And he gives you respect as a son or daughter. 
but don't cross the line thinking you can do what you want. Because I tell you this, there's been many examples. When I first got saved, I used me. I'm just a babe. I was literally just a babe in Christ, right? Maybe a few months in Christ, right? And I judged somebody. And I tell you this, the Lord allowed Satan to upset me for about, I think it was about 10 minutes. And I tell you this, I felt horrible. <clears throat> I repented and I felt the Spirit say to me, Steve, do not judge people. Stay away from it. You're in no place to. No one is perfect. We're not to judge one another. We can observe one another and help one another and rebuke if necessary, but you're not to judge. And I meet so many Christians that just judge people all the time. And the Lord will use me to not judge them, but to rebuke them, right? And pull scripture out. And they don't like it because they're not walking right with the Lord. So make sure that you are in fear of the Lord and you understand what that means. It's called the highest respect, right? He has gone all the way to get you to heaven. But you need to follow the, what he says in the New Testament. In John, you must be born again of spirit and water. You must repent of your sins. You must follow me. You must allow the Spirit to do work in you through sanctification. And that's through reading the word, praying, fasting. And when you speak in tongues, use it because it's a weapon. It's powerful. Oh, it's amazing stuff. So, my brothers and sisters, I just encourage you to do that. Lord, let's pray. Father, I want to pray, Lord, over this message. Lord, that people fear you, Father, with a reverent fear of respect, Lord. I pray that people understand that it's not about hiding away and being in fear, but it's about you are holy, you are perfect, and we are to respect that. That we are to respect you and your word and submit to you and your word and do as you say, Father, in the roles given to us, Ephesians 4.11. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, Father, for you to work in people, for them to submit to you and glorify your name. In Jesus' name, Father. Amen. God bless you all. Bye. Good evening, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good evening to those in the world that are not of Christ. I just want to talk about this sanctification which I've done on this episode, and this is another segment. And honestly, guys, I just want to say this quickly, that the more you walk with the Lord, the more you change with the Lord. So what I mean is the more, something like the more, when you're walking with the Lord, right, you will grow and grow and grow. You will hate and hate and hate the world that you live in. You will despise the system that you're surrounded by. You will be disgusted by the people you're surrounded by. It, the lost ones out there. So I'm an evangelist and I meet people all the time. And you have to be called to evangelism, Ephesians 4.11. Right? So if you are not changing... And you still love those who are lost in the world. And you hang around with those who are lost in the world. And you have fellowship with those who are lost in the world. I've got news for you. You're not a Christian. You're not born again. Anyone can walk into a church and say, I love Jesus. And wear the t-shirt of, I'm a Christian. Right? These people are imposters. They're fake Christians. And there are millions of them. They are not going to heaven. Unless they repent. And they become born again. What Jesus says in John 3, 5 stands. And Jesus said in John 14, if you love me, you will obey me. That means if you obey him, you will do what he tells you to do in the New Testament. You're not going to argue. You're not going to add what you think is important. You're going to do what Jesus tells you to do. And he has 234 do's and don'ts in the New Testament in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Right? So that's the way I see it. I'm an evangelist. I'm direct, straight down the middle, and I won't cut any corners for you or anybody else. 
if you are not changing so for example say you're six months a christian you've uh, you've had what i had you you've come to the lord the lord has, the father's seen you sent you to the son you've repented of his sins you've been born again you've been baptized in water right and you have been baptized in the spirit and one of the key traits of being baptized in the spirit is speaking in tongues right amongst many other things if you are baptized in the spirit and you are actually baptized in the spirit every time you do something wrong in this early walk of yours you are going to be heavily convicted when you do it. And that's when you repent. You bring it to the Father's name in the name of Jesus, Lord. I'm sorry for swearing. I'm sorry for cursing. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. You're constantly being convicted because the Spirit of God lives inside you. But if you're not born again of spirit and water, the Spirit is not inside you because the Spirit cannot dwell, um, dwell in a, a dying carcass. Hence why the water baptism is important. It's not just a public decoration. Anyone says that they are religious. They are not spiritual spiritual people do not say things like that spiritual people see it for what it is that it's not only a public declaration but it's a physical declaration to god that you are surrendering your life to him to serve him right that's the bottom line and like i said if there's no evidence of you changing so people around you have known you all your life if they're not seeing changes in you right and they see the same person six months 12 months on well i've got news for you you're not born again because the evidence there has to be evidence which paul talks about in the new testament there has to be evidence of you changing there has to be evidence of it fruit jesus said you will know them by their fruit a good tree bears good fruit and a bad tree bears bad fruit now i'm not talking about the so-called christian that runs off to a church and prays every single sunday and mops the floor on a sunday and donates all their money to people in the, in the community no that's not good works that's if you are a christian that's works in the faith the evidence of you is genuine being genuine having principles having values something that does not exist today in our modern western society one of the reasons why i've prompted this this um episode tonight or this segment rather because of what i've been facing today people are so two-faced no christian is two-faced no christian lies no christian lives in sin right every christian has principles and values there are three traits of a christian that paul mentions in the new testament first one is being submitted to god the second one is being joyful the third one is being thankful if these traits are not in you you're not a christian it's very simple stuff you know just because you wear a t-shirt and you run around saying i love jesus kissing everyone's backside doesn't make you a christian right there's got to be evidence of it and jesus makes it very clear in john matthew mark luke and john what must happen and what must be done as a christian your works are not going to save you right genuine repentance in christ will save you if you walk after him jesus said follow me follow me follow me you know in 1 john 2 verse 15 it says he who loves the world does not love the father or the father love for the father is not in them so you love anything in that world out there which i despise honestly the people who are lost it's not that i despise them and hate them but their characteristics of no principles, no values, being two-faced, these people will not be in heaven. Guaranteed. I can't wait to go home. I cannot wait to leave this earth. You meet any pastor, evangelist who's walking with the Lord, they'll say the same thing as me. They can't wait to go home. People that say they want to stay here and live their lives for themselves, like one woman I met who's a Salvation Army girl. She's not a Christian. The Lord's showing me that. And I've spoke about this before i think on the previous segment on this one or on another one i mentioned the experience i have with her actually walking in faith what is faith 
And basically, if you listen to the last one I did about faith, right, I talk about her a lot in there. And it's disgraceful. People who want to stay here are not Christians. You don't want to be part of this world. It's like living, imagine you're from, say, the UK or America, and you're now being sent to live in, say, the worst place on earth, say, the Far East, where it's completely destroyed by war, or you live in Siberia, where it's like minus 40 all the time, right? And you've got hardly any heating. Imagine wanting to be, imagine being there. You will want to get out and get back home, right? But it's the same thing. When you're walking with the Lord, you don't want to be here. You're here to serve Jesus. You're not here to serve yourself. You're not here to get a big flash car, a big house. God gives you what you need, like he's given me. I've got a new house to move into now in the next few weeks, right? And it's everything that I need. I didn't particularly ask for it in prayer, but he knows what you need. And the house is on social housing, right? So it's council run. And But I've got a garage. I've got a nice big kitchen. I didn't really ask for these things. I just wanted somewhere secure to live and somewhere peaceful. That was my first um, desire. But he knows what you need. And those who belong to him, he will look after. But if you don't belong to, don't belong to him, he ain't going to look after you. The devil will look after you temporarily. And then when it all falls flat on your face, you'll have nowhere to go. So this is the bottom line, guys. You know, sanctification is a big, big thing. And if there's no evidence of you changing... And you're still swearing, cursing, thinking about... Don't get me wrong, right? I get tempted with a lot of things all the time. The two main things I get tempted with a lot is sex and motorcycles. And you think, motorcycles? Yeah, because the Lord said, no, you're not having a bike, Steve, right? The reason being is because I know if I'm on a motorbike, I won't be sticking to the speed limit. I'll be overtaking every single car on the road because people can't drive for Toffee today. It's a fact. People cannot drive, especially women. And they're not being sexist. There was a there was a non-biased national statistic done in Europe about drivers, right? And statistically, women are more dangerous than men. But I don't want to get into that debate. But it's because there's so much biased stuff going around. All these statistics are done by the same people, and then they and they try and make out that they're great. Anyway, I don't want to get involved in that. What I want to focus on is that you know there's got to be evidence of you changing. And if you're staying the same, doing the same thing, you're not changing. You're not walking with the Lord. You can't get to heaven. You can't just prefer, you know, you, you call on the Lord's name and you mean it. And in John 3, 16, um, those, for those who believe in the Son of God will have eternal life. For those who believe in the Son of God. So you've got to believe in the first place. And if you mean that, and if you believe and accept what Jesus says, you'll do John 3, 5 and the rest of it. You won't argue it. Those who argue are not Christians, they're just religious people, and they're heading to hell. Remember what Jesus said, the path that leads unto life, which is narrow and few that ever find it. Very few. The path that leads to destruction is wide, and basically everyone is pretty a lot of loads of people are going there. Millions. I've mentioned that before. So, guys, I just want you to focus on that, yeah? And understand you've got to be walking with the Lord. You've got to be changing. Read your word. Father, I just want to pray, Lord, over this mesh that today, Lord, I've been so bombarded with all these worldly people around me, Lord, they've really annoyed me with their characteristics, Lord, of being no principles, no value people. They lie behind your back. They're two-faced. They're dishonest, Lord. And it really upset me, Lord, in my spirit and under my skin it got, Father, because of how they behave, that I'm a man of principles and values. And I pray for my brothers and sisters out there, the Lord, you give them the courage to do the same. You'll give them the courage, Lord, to turn to you and understand that, Lord, your principles and your values and your laws, Father, are supreme. That this law, this country of mine, the UK, Lord, is a disgrace, a non-Christian pagan country being judged by you. It's been turned upside down 
by you because of the wickedness that is going on in this country now. Father, I pray that you give people the strength to point turn towards you, Father, to trust in you and to walk after you in your word, Lord Jesus, that you preach in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. I pray that people submit to that and submit to you, Lord, as you are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, and your standards stand forever. Hebrews 13, verse 8. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father. Amen. God bless you all. Bye.